0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. We've got Matt Steadman across from me. Hello, Matt.
1: Cam Smith. You were just having an argument with your watch before we turned the microphones on. Remember when <laughs> this technology uh, amazed and astounded us and then within 12 months... Mm. We just argue with it. I've spoken unkindly to my wrist. <laughs> Siri. Shut up, Siri. Siri felt your wrath when she spoke up at a time that she wasn't yeah. supposed to. Well,
0: especially seeing that uh, we, we undergo an exhaustive checklist. It's sort of like uh, <laughs> getting an Airbus 380 into the air. Yeah. Uh, one of those things on our big checklist before we taxi down the runway and take off into the airwaves. Yes. Is Cam... Is everything on mute? I go, yeah, I did. Look, I'll show you. And then as soon as I did that, Siri popped in. Anyway, good afternoon. Onward into the food hour. Here we are, uh, taking the bit between our teeth. We're running. We've got a good show for you today. Yes. Yeah, we do. This is on the proviso that all the people that we've lined up to talk to are available and get on the line, but, you it's know, true. hey, hope for the best, plan for the worst, Especially as the same.
1: But the first one, because in our grand tradition of wanting to speak to chefs at 10 minutes past midday at the start <laughs> of a very busy luncheon While service, they're working. Yeah. It's, so, a good, it's a good idea when they say yes, you know, on Thursday, but then it gets to now and they're like, oh, right, don't well, really well, want to chat.
0: We're, we're, we're going to find out whether it's possible. Yes, on today's show, we've got Philippa Sibley. She's busy mm. at uh, the Hero Max at Acme. Um, which is a place that is, I think if we're going to use a cliché, man. Mm. <laughs> punching above its weight. Yes. Would you agree with that? I've, I've read is a- that an apt use of cliché? I think so. I read oh, a,
1: a little uh, a little spiel on Hero um, written by Michael Harden. He said Hero is a lot better than it needs to be. Yeah. Which is an interesting. But anyway, so. Yeah.
0: So, Philip Sibley, for those that don't know, probably one of uh, Oh, how would we say? It was one of Australia's finest chefs. I, I think agree. You could imagine. Uh, unfortunately tagged with the queen of desserts things, but she is so much more. Worked yes. in France, survived tough, tough environments in France, in London, uh, has started Est-Est-Est on Dean. Yep. Oh, my God. Previously
1: and also worked at the Melbourne Wine Room with Karen Martini. Yes, And the band is back together again. Made a risotto that almost
0: made me cry once because it was just so good. Do you remember what risotto it was? Um, Pumpkin? uh, I think it might have been as simple as just asparagus. uh, Chicken asparagus. But it was just, anyway, perfection. Yes. So, anyway, we're going to talk to uh, her and I thought maybe we'd have – it's sort of in the guise of um, a chef goes to market. Um, Those that listen – closely to the show, know mm. that uh, John, our resident man in the market, has undergone a transformative event, I suppose, with mm. the, the death of the patriarch, Joe. Yes. So uh, I look forward to catching up with him, probably in two weeks, with a market report and we'll yes. have a, a coffee, a chat, mm. some biscotti and a little bit of holy water. Oh, and we'll nice. we'll drink to Joe. Yes. Um at that stage. Philippa Sibley, as I said, will join us. Alice Zaslaski. Uh that force of nature, I think, is probably the one of the ways to describe her. Her
1: biography is now so lengthy you don't want to list it. What hasn't she done? T V, radio, author, presenter, MC, World Peace. World peace. Yes. She's fixed. Solved the Middle Eastern conflict. That's it, she she got it. unplugged the Suez. She's yes. amazing.
0: Yeah, she's got rid of the tanker. Yes. It's okay. The oil prices will go down. And incidentally, can I just say a big ups to Mobile Oil Company who've put up their prices to $1.70 a litre. Good on you guys. Thanks for that. Well, they did, Miss Parker. Boat, you know. So yeah, in another hemisphere. <laughs> Hello. I'm
1: obsessed by the boat, but I'm not going to go into it here.
0: Okay. And, uh, and just to finish off this, I was questioned yes. by my erstwhile producer with his eyebrow coming up saying, <laughs> why are we speaking again to Duncan Buchanan? We spoke to him last week. That's what she said, and I had to defend myself. He and had I a said, good go. Yes, I know. And we're hoping that we're going to get him because um, I've tried before, but he's not around. But Duncan yeah. Buchanan, our wine man, uh, we've been speaking about a very, very interesting, a.k.a. difficult vintage this year with rain. Yes. And a, um, an extension of the season, because we've been looking with the drought and yep. uh, hot weather that we've had over the years. Vintage is usually finished. Yes. And it's now... what. It's almost April. It's not half past bloody March. It's the a couple, of, April. couple of minutes to April. Yes. Um, so and it's there's still stuff out. Duncan we- was getting Chardonnay out. We'll find yes. out about that. We'll find uh, the uh, what the wash up is of the Hunter yeah, yeah, okay. No, that's, nah, un- that's wrong with it. Yeah. Sorry, I just it just came out, man. You're yeah. going to see the ramifications of uh, floods in the Hunter and and also maybe just. Um, cast the net a little, little bit wider to say there are other things that have been affected. Mm. Of course, yes. So there'll be a lot of crops that'll be affected up there. So anyway, Duncan's got his casting his eye on.
1: We it. do take it for granted, don't we? If you if you just pop the cap off a bottle of wine, or you go to the market and there's there's fruit and veg, you sort of we're a little bit. Distanced from the blood, sweat, and tears it can often take to get it there. So, oh,
0: and needless to say, polystyrene trays with um, with uh, f- a film over the top of yes. it, with yes. an animal part. I mean, oh, uh, of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. hello uh, Very, very quickly before we move on. Yes. Uh, we should uh, also acknowledge that this is the end, mm-hmm. my of, friend, of JobKeeper. Yes,
1: which is um, obviously been. A huge part of the sustainability of a lot of
0: places in this fair town and state. And in a glorious piece of understatement, I think uh, Frydenberg has said there'll be some bumps in the road. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, just, just Yeah, keep shoveling that money, you guys.
1: <laughs> I mean, we've said it for a year though, haven't we? This is like hospital is a tough industry, even in a yes. good year. And in a bad year it is it can be catastrophic. So um you know, we we just strap in for the ride and and understand that this this impacts people's livelihoods and their ability to
0: to to provide shelter and food for themselves. It's um shelter and food is as fundamental as that, man. Yes, fundamental as that. Uh One thing I thought we'd do before we go into mm-hmm. finding to see if Philippa will come to the phone <laughs> because this is a, this is a bit of a Russian roulette show. This, it is this a bit. one. So we're going to see what's going to happen, but uh, I thought I'd just mention that France has submitted the baguette for UNESCO heritage status. Has it? Which I think is uh, kind of interesting, and it goes a little bit deeper than that. What is the baguette? The UNESCO intangible cultural heritage status. The government said um, seeking recognition for that most quintessential of French symbols. And I'd go. The other thing, apparently, though, the French were going to do was the the roofs of Paris, which is a little bit less intangible. You can't carry it under your arm, can you? No. 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 Not like a baguette. No way. No way. So, um, yeah, there it is. I thought I'd just uh, mention that. I could extrapolate, but we're running short on time and we really need to keep moving. We probably should.
2: This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos, and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au.
0: We are lucky to be speaking to what I think is, and Matt and I, we nod to each other and we go, one of Australia's finest chefs and not one that should be just known as the queen of desserts, but you know, that's still good. There is so much more to Philippa Sibley. (laughs)
3: <laughs> hi lad.
0: hey how you doing um first of all can we acknowledge the fact that you are speaking to us in service at a place that has just been going well it's been understaffed and gone nuts to great kudos thank you yes. in advance yes oh
3: no problem i've, I've managed to sneak out yeah. Um, I've I've handed over to Karen. Karen said just go out and do it. Yeah, so uh, Which yeah, Karen going is to this? At me later.
0: <laughs> which Karen are we speaking of?
3: Karen Martini. Yeah, did you say the, good? Night? The super hit, the, the queen of the superheroes here at Hero.
0: The queen of the superheroes. Is she sort of like Xavier with the with the rest of the X-Men people? No, she's hot. Oh, yes, yeah, true. Yeah, she's not bald for a start. Yeah, that's 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 a good thing. Um, can you tell us first of all where are you and what what on earth are you doing?
3: We're at um, we're at Fed Square. Yes, it's just uh, the Acme the Acme part of uh, Fed Square has just been refurbed. They've done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I think it may finally be what it should have been all along. Here, actually, it's looking pretty good. So we're we're at Hero, which is. Um, up on uh, up on the top corner. Um, you go up
0: the escalators to get to it. Yeah,
3: yeah, you do. You, you go up, or well, you go up the stairs um, through Acme to get to it. Um, it's a bit big, like hundred and fifty seater. Very beautiful. The the um, Chris Connell design. So views. Um, yeah, it's uh yeah. It's kind of like getting the old band back together actually. We've got Simon Denton and Michael Sapuntis and Karen <laughs> and myself and It's, it's, bands, it's great. Yeah. It's like we're feeling, you know, back what, in our 30s.
0: What's the f- what's the food focus?
3: Um seasonal, sustainable, um, Italian, French, a little bit of, you know, Karen's um jazz Tunisian, so there's a bit of that sort of you know, exotic in there, but mm. it's Karen, Karen's food. It's beautiful. It's accessible. It's um, it's just delicious, and so so seasonal. Like you know, she goes to the market a couple of times a week, and you know, has a look around, see what's good. Um, yeah, we're yeah. changing the menu soon, for the first time, I think, um, because you know, autumn's. Coming along, and it's everyone's favourite season. It I, is. Reckon, I reckon it's every chef's favourite
0: season. It's that time of abundance, isn't it? It's really it's when when all the harvest comes in, you know. Because yeah. if we look back at the you know the the Middle Ages before we could just pop down the shops and get stuff, it was like you pretty much starved through summer because the you were growing stuff and you had to yeah. wait until the end of summer when. Everything came in, and it's like, oh, we've got food again, that's great, but let's keep some so we don't all die during winter. What's, <laughs> exactly. What's your favourite things um, around about uh, this time of year, Philippa?
3: Well, we've got um, – we're still waiting for the mushrooms. but if, we're, It's going to be huge. I think it is. I think the huh. weather's been – you know, I think it's going to happen. Um, so mushrooms and chestnuts are yep. on the cards. Um, mandarins, we've got mandarins already, which is early, mm-hmm. but we're, 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 doing a beautiful, um, dessert with mandarins. Sole mandarino, which is going gangbusters.
0: What's sola mandarino? Great.
3: A sola mandarino is a, it's an olive oil tort uh, torte with, oh. um, with mandarins,
0: um it?
3: marmalade made with, um, whole, uh, mandarins and cardamom. Oh, And that's folded through fior de lache ice cream. Oh. Um. You know, that sort of yum, yummy things. Very sunny. So, sole mandarin and sunny mandarin. Oh
0: apparently, God, Philip, I've yep. just adopted Edward Munch's The Scream. <laughs> I, I am. I'm a I was. I'm holding my cheeks, just going, oh, oh, oh. Man, because mandarins, if you can concentrate that flavour, yeah, and, absolutely, and actually put it into something, is just amazing. Yes, yeah, exactly.
3: The zest of mandarin. So marmalade. It's, you make
0: a marmalade out of the mandarins.
3: Yeah. So I I, I cook the mandarins whole and then slice them by hand. Uh, like scorched, scorch them a bit actually. Like caramelize them a bit and then cut them by hand and then make a marmalade with scented with cardamom and vanilla and a bit of strager. How
0: do you scorch them? You like really really hot cut, oven or with a uh, no, with a cut gun? Cut them in
3: half. Cut them in half. Dip them in sugar and put them in a red hot pan so they just sort of um scorch. So they sort of um scorch you. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I have to mm. do the fast. Show reference there. Um, so, so then, so um, in half, sugared castor sugar or a normal sugar? Yeah. Just
3: castor sugar. Castor sugar. So you the dip sugar, the cut side in, and then just put them in a, hot, a, pan, a preheated hot, hot, hot on the stove pan. Yes. And, and they kind of go. They kind of go. Ksh, you know, when you put yep. accidentally put your finger on something really hot and it goes white.
0: Yes. Ksh, that sort of thing. And You go. This is going to blister. Damn it. Um, mm. Yes. And and so then what? Then you then you process it how?
3: Then you, you slice it all and cook it with the sugar and the, all the other stuffy for ages and ages.
0: Oh, I'm bringing it And down.
3: then we dice that up and put that through the ice cream, sort of ripple it through the ice cream. So it's really it's beautiful. kind of Because the Fiori Latte gelato is very white and very pure. So yes. So you've got this sort of...
0: Beautiful yeah. contrast. Contrast, mm. contrast, contrast. Um, custard apples, do you uh, crave them, love them? What do you earth do, no, we do with I, them? You,
3: I think you've asked me this before. Of course I have. No, We've been speaking I, that, for years. It's too much like hard work. Oh. And um, I, I'm not a big fan of mushy things, All right, let's personally. move on.
0: Let's just move. Yeah. Chestnuts, yeah. are you the classically trained person that, like, I remember working with Herman Schneider, and he used to get so excited about chestnuts, which I never really shared with him, to mm. be honest with you. It's like, I love the idea of, and the smell of chestnuts roasting. Yep. But all that, you know, chestnut spaghetti and mixing and, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's chestnut, too sickly. Chestnut
3: flour pasta's nice. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, but uh, chestnuts, I just love them. Like, it, they're a nightmare. To, they really are a oh. pain in the bum to peel.
0: Double peel. Um, to get... But it
3: is, it, it's is—it's ever so satisfying when one does, like, just pop out of its shell. Yes, yes. You know, a- it's a- like when a peach, a pe- pe- peach perfectly like yeah. the skin slips off. It's that sort of same vibe. Yes. Um. But and then I usually like I braise them, in you know, either stock or, or milk or whatever, till they're just just sort of just holding together.
0: And that's,
3: that or can... slice them and fry them, mm. like uh, deep fry them. Yummy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the or Mont Blanc. Yeah. So beautiful. let's move on. Let's move away from this chair. What? What else? <laughs>
3: what else? Nashi. Nashi pears are coming good, and there's, oh. there's grapes everywhere. Beautiful, yes. beautiful grapes. All different kinds. Like amazing little ones that taste like strawberries
0: and great big ones that are almost as big as apples that are crunchy and these are the
3: fragola
0: fragola mm. that's the one. it tastes like strawberries it's that
3: one mm. and
0: they're tiny oh the tiny Delicious. ones so fragolas can be usually big um what's yep. uh grapes are everywhere um i think you've heard me say this to you before uh something i like is uh if you roast a chook at the say last 20 minutes or 30 minutes, throw some grapes in the pan and they all caramelise down and um, and yeah, they concentrate the flavour. That's delicious. Yep.
3: Poke into some socaccia, that's always
0: good. Mm. That sounds nice. Before you cook it. Mm. Um, what
3: else do we do with
0: grapes? I, I have one more question for you so that yeah. you can get... Have you got a lot of orders up, by the way?
3: Yeah, I have. Oh, okay, um, well,
0: listen... Um, you're, you're a big fan of the, the one pot wonder,
3: yeah? I I sure am. You sure are. Maybe, um, can
0: you, uh, give us, uh, your favourite or just off the top of your head, a great autumn one pot wonder to do?
3: Okay. Um, what about a, a ham hock? Yep. Ham hock and some beautiful, you know, some nice chicken stock, some, some white beans. Ooh. Some like rosemary in there. Yes. Um, and then roast some beautiful um, Brussels sprouts, Martian's heads, as my kids used to call them.
0: <laughs> roast some yes. of them and,
3: and serve it with 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 them and loads and loads of chopped parsley. Oh wow! But you have to cook it for ages and ages. How long in do- a pressure cooker? In yeah. a pressure cooker for about I know an hour. Yes. But then on the stove for probably three hours, really slowly, and the beans slowly so the beans don't break down. Yes. But they can break down a little bit, but not too much. And then the rosemary the rosemary gives it a beautiful kind of, you know, not too much rosemary though. Be careful no, with the rosemary. Don't
0: go the, do it. Don't do what I always do with cardamom.
3: Always.
0: <laughs> I still can't learn about cardamom. Uh, so that, and also you could also. Um, put it in a, a dutch oven like a you know la crusade or Crofton, depending how much that. money you've got yeah. um and just put it in the oven slow oven for quite yeah. a while exactly that sounds great Beautiful. philippa we want to say first of all thank you for coming to the phone big g'day to karen big hug to you congratulations to
3: see you soon, guys.
0: yeah yeah we'll be, we'll be down we'll be down right matt yes we yes. will Twelve twenty one. Oh god, we've taken two more minutes than I promised you. Sorry, (laughs) but a big hug. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Philippa. Bye. Philippa Sibley. My god, that woman can cook. Yes.
2: This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up the Triple R website to find out how.
1: Where's Alice? Oh, no, should we try it one more time? Oh really? We, 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 oh, we're, we're going to do this live. Yeah, we're going to do it
0: live. So right. uh, we can't find our guest. What I'm going to do is I might. I'm going to pull out some more questions <laughs> from from <laughs> trivia. Why not, huh? Uh, if we can't get Alice, mm. what we might do is uh... oh, I'll tell her what she wanted to say, which is she's doing a. Oh, actually, let's wait. Yeah.
3: Hello. Oh! Hey, Alice. Hello. Are you out of breath, Hi. Alice? What do you did? You oh. run
0: r- run to the phone.
4: Yes, yeah, so it's um it's Abel's birthday today, so we've just had like a million yeah, a million things going on and now
0: Happy the... birthday yeah. to yeah. your daughter. Thank you, mm. thank you. <laughs> AKA the nut.
4: The nut, yes. yes. Um yeah, so Nick's just setting up the mic um in a in a flurry. So it's all
0: happening. Good on you, mate. There we go. It's good Well, it's good to have good staff around, isn't it?
4: Yeah, exactly. It's well, always or good, so, yeah.
0: in this Perfect case. On. Let's say crew. I think crew, yeah, the crew. Cr- crew exactly. sounds better, doesn't it? Um, it does, yeah. Alice. So yes, uh, congratulations are in order because of this, maybe the most incredible creation and the best and the biggest long-term project you will oh. embark upon, the <laughs> uh, the birth of your progeny, and uh, uh, a yeah. big big round of applause.
4: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, what well, what month is
0: this? So what's it's, not... it's uh, uh, March. in March. What sort of star sign does that mean she is? She's an Aries. Oh so that's, yeah, yeah. She
4: very much
0: is an Aries. Oh, like, they're awesome. Yeah. Eternal optimists.
4: So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, and they will take so a everything. party and shake it up as uh <laughs> been been my thing. Um yes, so nice. yeah, congratulations on that. But thank you. um, as important, no, it's just a whole different thing. I have to say, I was astounded, but delightfully so, in the fact that your, to the moment, magnum opus uh, in praise of Veg is now in its fourth reprint.
4: Yes, yes, wow. it's in its fourth, almost going into its fifth. We're talking about how many we need to print for the fifth print run because obviously Mother's Day is around the corner and it is such a perfect Mother's Day. Buy so sort of thinking.
0: What do we do? How do we not disappoint the mums? Yeah, um, and and there there will be those that are listening that are going, yeah. What? What do you mean in praise of veg? What's that all about? Can you maybe just in uh, in a Reader's Digest kind of way describe this publication?
4: Uh, it is The Definitive Guide to Vegetables. It's close to 500 pages. It's got tips, tricks and um, and quotes from chefs from all around the world as well. People like Dan Barber, Jose Andres. Uh, um, we've got uh, Anna Roche from Slovenia. Uh, we've got some local players as well, obviously. Uh, Guy Grossi's uh, got a quote in there and um, uh, various other people. Guillaume Brahimi And uh, aside from the chef contribution, there's also entries with um, seventy. Five vegetables referenced and over uh, 150 recipes for those vegetables. So, and it's all color coded. Can and I think that's been the kicker because we make a lot of assumptions as writers of recipes that people actually know what things are and that people know where to turn to in a book. So, and, the fact and, that it's color coded has
0: made and they, yeah. And of <laughs> course, they'll go to the index. And yeah. you and you have you have made it easier for them in the fact that uh, with the technology that's now available, it's like yeah, sure we can put the colour on the paper, and uh, so if you've got (laughs) green veg, you go to the green section. If you've got a pumpkin uh, butternut that you want to see what to do with, you go to the orange section, and it's really quite intuitive and uh, innovative and spectacular, and I think my quote to you when I first spoke to you about it is, this book deserves to be next to Stephanie Alexander's Kitchen Companion. (laughs) And, and Pam, I remember you, you say, were chuffed and you made that same I, um, sound. I know that.
4: Yes, yeah, the same sound. That's my sound. That's the sound that I, yeah. that I make every time you say it because <laughs> it, just, it just absolutely yeah, it, um, delights me, war- warms the cockles of my heart. I'm amazed uh, you've I never that, asked me yeah. to
0: give that to you in writing, but that's okay.
4: Oh, you know what? <laughs> you need to SMS that to me after the show, came
0: <laughs> Oh, there we go. All right, we'll get to <laughs> attribution. So um, you are here. We're here to talk about... Um, Kitchen cooking classes and and teaching others um, how to to better cook at home, to use more veg and uh, to be approachable. And you've uh, got a little bit of a collab with the chandelier.
4: Yes, I really can't um, wait for it. It is super exciting. It's the weekend of the 10th and the 11th of April, and it's a family-friendly cooking class that Shane and I will be hosting together with recipes from Impraiser Veg, and it's going to be all vegetarian, all really fun, um, even though kids are very welcome. It's not kiddie food. It's very bright, um, vibrant flavors, lots of spice, as you can imagine, because the kitchen, the market are actually putting these boxes together. I've now tasted the box twice, uh, batch tested. It is perfect. It is delicious. I can't wait to have my food in people's houses. And um, what I love the most is that if you don't have a copy of Empress of yet, I can pop one there personal one for you. It'll be in the box for you um, so that you can cook everything whenever. You, so, and there's another little surprise in there as well, Cam. Which yeah. I suppose brings us to the next thing that I'm extremely excited um, to kind of. Tease, so we won't talk too much about it because I'd love to chat to you another, another weekend, but um, it's my first food
0: product. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> Look what I've the done. The bottle's come back. Um, you've made, okay, well that's, uh, that's a bit of a teaser. Oh, and also maybe we'll get you mm. just to move one step to left or right when you speak because we're getting a little bit of break up. Um, okay. A teaser, what is this food product you speak of, Alice Lasky?
4: It is an everything spread. It's a combination of Australian organic tomato paste and Australian organic black garlic. And it is my opportunity to champion the growers, which I always do. You know, I'm always talking about small producers. Where are you getting your black garlic from? from Springmount uh, in, so, out um, Dalesford Way. Yes. And I actually met, so, Carmel and Brett, I met them when I was doing a Startup Accelerator course years ago, and I just thought, and the funniest thing, when I walked into that room, they said, Alice, we can't believe you're here. You know, I, I gave them gold in the Royal years ago, years before that, and so it was kind of like very serendipitous for us to keep coming back, you know, in, in and out of each other's lives. And when, I well, Hang pans. about,
0: when you oh, say yes. you gave them gold, what, what do you mean by that? Yes.
4: Well, one of my other hats that I wear is champion food judge, so I judge the Royal, I judge the Dairy Awards a number
0: of times. Oh, it, you were actually, yeah. oh sorry, I thought you just did know, yes, oh. yes, we've, there's a lot of us that have done that yes. food judging, yes. myself mm-hmm. included. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, so you happened to be on garlic that year, were
4: you? Uh, no, that was uh, I was on the championship product, so all the way through to the end. You know, when they're announcing the ultimate grand supremes for, across uh, categories, yes, that was that was me. So, well, um,
0: black garlic yeah. is such an amazing product, isn't it? It, it, it it's, is. It, it's a beautiful umami bomb, sweetness and depth.
4: Hundred percent, and it's. I think to me, it's more um, truffly. Than truffle oil, so if you're oh, looking thank for that marmy flavour, I know, right? Oh, truffle oil, but yeah. so it, it's the next, it's the next hottest ingredient. I've seen it on uh, hot lists from around the world, and it, it's just starting to kind of break ground in Australia. So I'm looking forward to bringing it to more people through to
0: Fantastic.
4: So where are we going to be
0: able to um, find this product?
4: You'll be able to find it anywhere uh, that you can find, find things like, say, gin mayo. So you might find it at Meatsmith. You'll find it online at the St. Ali General Store. You'll find it at places like Leaf uh, and Leo's, Toscano's. So anywhere that you can buy specialty product, you'll be able to find tamami. But I've got to say, if you do want to try it, you'd better be fast because the first run is only 1,500 jars and they're just going to go absolutely ballistic they're going to fly out the door particularly actually i think the best place to find them is in that provador box because then you're guaranteed that you're going to get one.
0: <laughs> oh, no, oh you're good you're good now um artwork selling the sizzle is very important and uh, you do it fairly well um uh, <laughs> what's the artwork going to be on this thing have you signed yeah. off with, yeah what's what, tell us about that How, what, what, so we can recognize it i'm just curious
4: Yeah, well, the label is, I like it because it's really clean, but the the kicker with the artwork on it is that it's going to teach you how to use your five tastes to build flavour in your food. So if you've got sweet savoury, so something like tamami, which is sweet savoury, is going to have little pops of red and yellow to show that you've got the yellow and the you know you've got the yellow of the of the um savory and you've got the the red of the sweet and that's going to kind of oh, remind okay, you that, yes. oh, okay that's how i'm going to use it in my pantry
0: right okay well, we look look out for that so the details are if you want to uh just one more time you want to get that provador thing out how do we get on to okay. that
4: Pop on Provador's website and uh, get my A to of vegetables kit. Yes. And uh, if you haven't, if In Praise of Veg has piqued your curiosity, in Imprisa, of inpraiseofveg dot com is where you need to go.
0: All right, and uh, one more thing, we're going to ask you. Um, Philippa Sibley was on just before glorious yes. philippa uh, and uh, i asked her because we're moving into autumn for a one pot wonder and i thought maybe <coughs> in 30 seconds if you could give us this is question without notice but hey it's, it's in you <laughs> what's what's uh, give us a a, a one pot wonder for autumn
4: one pot wonder for any time of year is my boss so it's a big pot of vegetable soup Beetroot is the thing that gives it that bright, vivid, magenta colour, and we've always got that in the fridge. Um, You just grate the vegetables so it's much quicker to cook, and you let that kind of sit for a while. Leave that in the fridge, reheat it as you go, and you've got veg on tap
0: every day of the week. sure can, and and (laughs) fat-soluble vitamins are plenty. Vitamin A, vitamin D,
4: yeah!
0: And a great (laughs) excuse to get the sour cream out of the fridge too.
4: Any excuse is a good
0: excuse for sour cream. Pastor Shmetana, <laughs> as my grandfather used to say. Alice Saslasky, big hug to you, big hug to oh, Nick, yes. and happy birthday, and a big hug to the nut, also known
4: as oh, Hazel. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Cam. And, and happy happy Sunday to everybody listening, particularly the organic Australian tomato grower, Richard, who listens to your show and is responsible for the tomato paste in tomatoes.
0: <laughs> On you, Richard. Matt's clapping too. Thank you very much. See you Thank soon. You, Cam. All the best. Chibla, you're listening too. We're going to be back with Duncan Buchanan.
2: This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up rrr.org.au to find out how.
5: So now it's time for Duncan Buchanan's Wonderful World of Wine.
0: Oh, yeah! Big Duncan! Mm. 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 <laughs> you there?
5: Yes, yep. I am. Yep. I, just love yep. to hear. I just love listening to how excited you get about that theme. It's just mm.
0: wonderful. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's something about a clavinet that just, it's so, it's kind of ridiculous, but yet it's so... I don't so, know who with a what now? A clavinet. It's, that's that instrument, that... Uh, that it's like Donald <laughs> Duck on keyboard. But it can be so funky, and if you listen to a lot of Stevie Wonder, um, superstitions, yeah, is the most yeah famous, clavinet, yeah. you know, it's just yeah, of course. And uh, you've probably got it on your garage. Actually, there is a great clavinet on Garage Band if you want to play at home.
5: Sounds like technolo- technology to me, Cameron. That
0: ain't my strong suit. Oh, don't give me that Malaki. How are you guys? You uh, good? Better for hearing your voice. How's Rainageddon going? How's what? Rainageddon. It's a word I just oh, made up. Rainageddon.
5: Look, it was, yeah, it, it was a bit of a a uh, bit of a blip on the radar. Well, it was a... No, you're right. It was a worry depending on what region you're in.
0: Hunter so, Valley? <laughs> you said it was okay. Hunter-
5: Hunter Valley, they'd picked everything, but yeah. unfortunately for a lot of people, there's a huge amount of cattle going up there, both uh, beef oh, and dairy, damn, yeah, so okay. there's a lot of cows looking unhappy, as we discussed last week, and cows horses. aren't the most aquatic of beef, yeah, and horses, but yeah. I think for the primary producers, the um, cows aren't the most aquatic of beasts.
0: No, so they haven't they evolved done, like, flippers yet. No,
5: stupid cows. We're waiting for that to happen
0: in the evolutionary process. They're going to improve the human knee and uh, add flippers to cows.
5: Would that be seafood or.? Anyway, we'll get into that another day. So, anyway, but the, But,
0: uh, the cows have been threatened.
5: Um, well, the, and I mean, the, and even if the cow doesn't lose its life because of floods, mm. they'll still um, they're still standing in a very soggy paddock. Once that paddock drains away, you are left with mud and dead pasture, with it, and that was what those cows were supposed to be eating. So, it's yeah, yeah a lot of um a lot of farms up there are going to have to hand feed their cattle for a fair bit which is it's just expensive it's just you, you know it's just the uh, the perils of agriculture in general because of the climate that we're living in
0: yeah um, yes that's uh, that is that is not good you were actually saying i think before uh, off air you were saying that uh, they might be hand feeding until springtime until the the yeah. sowing of the the new grasses
5: that's exactly right, and and other things that, these are things that people don't consider. Like it, it has, because you can't get any vehicles around a lot of that area in the in northern New South Wales. Yeah, they need to tank a milk out frequently. Dairy like, cows are bastards. They just like every day they want to be milked. It doesn't matter. It's four day, o'clock, milk where? Four a.m. Yeah, milk me. Christmas Day milk me. Doesn't matter. You know,
3: mm-hmm. the mm-hmm.
5: family event milk me. So
0: milk
3: me. they
5: need something to do with all that milk, and it's just milk that. Constant turnover, you know. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, it's it's tough times so for those guys. Wake up and
0: uh, milk going. me. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, that's, that was one too many, wasn't it, Duncan? Sorry.
5: Insert insert double entendre here. So I'm just going to put a call no. out there if there is if there's a um, if there's a, a charity that you can donate to and you are of means, please dig deep. Um, we have just to try and give a bit of a hand because if we yeah. don't have farmers, we don't have food. Full well,
0: stop. Uh, 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 is, that, that's quite serious. Okay, so I'll I'll adopt the less jocular tone. What what charities no. do you think of? Are there any that come to mind? No. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, that's good. Well, it's good to put it out there anyway. Um, so, okay, so, uh, and then also, so livestock have been uh, imperiled and scattered would probably be the good thing to, to say. Uh, they're saying, you know, they're finding horses, you know, kilometres away, cows far away. Uh, and what about crop? Anything, uh, have you heard anything about crops that...
5: Yeah, I think that in some of the areas that once you get out of the hills, you've got some of the flatter lands that that they that will be you know, just traditional sort of cropping. I can't mention I can't name the varieties. I must admit, but if you've got a sodden paddock, you can. Um, you know, you've, in order to sow your crop, you've got to get your tractor on there. If it's full mm. of mud, mm. you need to, it'll just sink in the mud, and that's no good for soil. So, and, and, yeah, mo-
0: and most uh, crops need oxygen. Is <laughs> yeah, sort, exactly. sort of the easy <laughs> thing. <laughs> Unless they happen to be seaweed, yeah, they uh, do. <laughs> uh, yeah, the great, the great kelp forests on the, the plains of the Hunter Valley, I don't think so. Um, nah, now, that doesn't happen so much. Last week uh, we were talking and um, I thought we'd just just stretch this out because it has been such an unusual growing season. Uh, you mm-hmm. said personally that you uh, were taking off some Chardonnay. Um, yes. How has that gone and how is it looking? Is it in tank?
5: Uh, I've got it in Barrel at the moment, and it's looking spanking. And this is the thing that we, we mm. so often go about, go on about. The uh, the varieties that I grow mm. really love to ripen in March. They love this cooler weather. I mean, we look at it today. It's just, you know, this is perfect. They've been bordering on perfect ripening weather. It's been a little bit wet over the weekend. Mm. But that long, slow ripening period is a really good thing for flavour development. Yeah, you know, your, your sugars develop slower too, so you've got lower alcohols, which is a better thing for those, oh, you know, more... I don't know how say it without sounding a wanker. Um, you, you, you,
0: what, what you're doing is you're getting more complexity into the, the wines, aren't you, rather than exactly just this, right. yeah, exactly. rather than some blousy, sugar-laden thing.
5: Yeah, sugar, so if it's sugar-laden now, it's going to be alcohol-laden later, and there's just that lack of balance. But I think with okay. especially Pinot Noir and Chardonnay and Pinot Gris, they enjoy ripening a bit because Those flavors—you want flavors. For me, I want to see those flavors develop around the same. Uh, uh, if anything, just a bit ahead of sugar, because you end up with um tons of flavor and not too much alcohol, and it just makes for a much finer, much more elegant wine.
0: Mm. Elegant.
5: And that's what—and that, and that's what we've seen. Like I've uh, the, the breaks were put on a little bit with the rain last week, mm. but um I did a bit of a, a phone around the regions as one does. Thank you. Yeah, for you there, Cam. You know that, and um, people are happy. People are really, really happy. um, Because that rain, as I said, was a little bit of a handbrake, but it 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 didn't put the it didn't. It wasn't too bad for a lot of people. It was just that it just fell in right amounts. Some in most places, and it's just delayed that ripening a little bit. So, and as we've spoken about before, it's been a real growth season. So if you're if you're on your your vineyards and canopy management and all that, you should have some healthy leaves out there that will help run the whole um, ripening process. And that's what a lot of people are looking at. Um, I know that a lot of Mornington is finished and people are stoked. People are just so happy. And again, reflecting back on last vintage, I mean, you know... Half of southeastern Victoria was on fire. It was hot.
0: It was Remember how shit the summer was last year? Oh, yeah! <laughs> and, and and what an awesome air quality we had, as well as oh. as well as all all the fire and the death and the death yeah. of billions and billions of little animals. Um, yeah, yeah. The fact that the cities were choked. Uh, yeah, yeah that, exactly. That it was. It was almost like Armageddon. It it, it really was, and. And if we yeah. look back on this time that we've had, my God, we've had fire, we've had pestilence, and now floods. I'm waiting for exactly. toads to come from the sky.
5: I'd prefer a biblical plague of boils, but, you know. Oh, I'm, the boils. I'm, hey, now you're yeah, anyway. really, but, really but, living. But we, uh, but we chat early in the season, Cam, and I, I said that there was an overwhelming sense of positivity out of grape growers and winemakers all over John Pickers. We had a really good setup. And that's what I'm, yeah. I'm still seeing. People just. Now that things are off the vine and in the in the winery, people are just stoked. They're like this, this looks really good. You know, we, I think we're in for a banging uh, 2021 season, which we we all need. And this is like across the board. I mean, even I've been ringing around Victoria over the past week, and people are like, yep, yeah, looks good. If it's not, if it's not in the shed now. It'll be in there soon. And we've got look at the weather. We've got this week. It's just that little little bit of a throw. So it's 29 degrees in Melbourne on Wednesday. Yeah, that's so going to that be is good. Just, just perfect ripening weather. So anything that's lagging behind the play a bit. We'll just get a little catch, kick catch in, the in the pants.
0: It's almost a little – ex- it is a kick in the pants for them. Well, in in a good way, like a, a motivating kick rather than
5: I – I prefer the term a pat on the bottom in a uh, rather than a kick in the pants. Can, but, you know, it's your show. so oh. what you want.
0: Pad on the bottom. Well, wow, we have to be careful with that these days. Um, yes, Consen- a, consent- a consensual pad on the bottom. Consensual pad on the bottom. It is twelve fifty eight and seventeen seconds. Matt is telling me we have to be out of here twelve fifty nine and forty five seconds. In that you're about time, stop, wait,
5: you're about, you're about to start playing the shut up, Duncan music, aren't you?
0: What music? Oh, that one. This one here. Yeah. That's the Shut Up Duncan music. But before you do, uh, Philippa Sibley did an awesome hot pot with a ham hock and white beans and chicken stock and lots of parsley. What are we going to drink with that, Duncan.
5: I'll be throwing a pinot in there, but if you want a white, you know what I'll be doing, Cam? Riesling! Get, out the, get some Riesling with it, and that's exactly... I've got my whole family over. day to all of them in the backyard of mine. We're cooking pay of the summer, and just to annoy you, Cam, I've dragged out a bottle of Riesling, and I will laugh my ass off as I drink it.
0: Well, as you know, Duncan, I say, Riesling is just an awesome food wine.
5: <laughs> exactly. As long as you can make awesome food, I'll try that.
0: Yeah, well, um, we need to get you in here, and maybe I'll make you another leek tart. Sounds good, and like I said, once I
5: do open the studios up again, I will come in, I will bring something fancy, and we will drink uh, We will drink
0: responsibly. Brilliant. Matt's just done the clenched fist in <laughs> fist the bump. air. Fist bump! Big hug to you. <laughs> Enjoy you that paella. Uh, we will find out will later do. what went into it. Good on you guys. There he goes. Duncan Buchanan.